Hello, everybody. Welcome to Project Rusty, where we take a break from playing video games so we can play with the news. I am Robert, and I'm joined here by Austin. What's up? Mike. What's up? And one of our new writers, please welcome Jordan. What is up, everyone? That's enthusiasm. I love it. Uh, as we do every week on Project Rusty moving forward from today, we're going to be talking about that weird, wacky, kind of zany, off-the-wall news that you'd never expect to happen. The crazy things about the gaming industry, because let's be honest, it's a crazy Wild West place out there. Uh, Austin, you brought a news story to our table. Would you like to show and tell? Mm, yes, I would. I would love to. And you're, you're going to love this, too. Um, what do you guys know about Bubsy? Ooh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Oh, man. Yikes. Yeah, see, <laughs> the name has that certain <laughs> reputation to it. Um, what do you think about a Kickstarter for a DLC for a game that isn't released yet? I think that's a fantastic <laughs> thing. Um, it kind of shows the gaming industry isn't really just there for the money. You know, they're there for the fans, for the people. Because, yeah. you know, everybody woke up today and thought, oh, shit. I need some Bubsy DLC, man. <laughs> well, well, um, so Bubsy Pause on Fire comes out this April, if anybody was wondering. And, I was. Oh, well, good, because you're going to love this. Oh, um, today, God. February 5th, they launched a Kickstarter for a DLC for this game, which, as they said, is not out yet. And. The goal is twenty five thousand US dollars. Right now it has five thousand dollars somehow with one hundred ten <laughs> backers. Um and like I said, this is for a game that was already coming out, but it's for DLC for said game. And I just can't really understand why this is the thing. So so there are people who said to themselves, Wow, I have nothing at the moment, but I'm gonna pay for even more nothing to add to my nothing. I mean, that's Kickstarter in a nutshell, right? Like, just in general? Essentially, yeah. But Touche. No, I mean, I... I remember, what was it, like, four or five years ago, a guy made, like, $10,000 for making potato salad or shit like that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was some good potato salad. Oh, yeah. Man, I, don't know. I mean, it's potato salad. Like, this just feels really... I mean, it's slimy, first off, but... I, I don't think I hate it as much just because, like, it's Bubsy. Like, who's taking it seriously at this point? Yeah. I mean, apparently some people are. Yeah. 21 people paid $100 for uh, to back this right now. Well, here's my question. Did you happen to see how many people backed? Is the game also a Kickstarter, like the actual game? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, interestingly, the game is developed by, um, the people known for the Bit Trip series, if you know about that, which is actually pretty good. Um, I know that the last Bubsy was received terribly, but it wasn't developed by them, so. So this one has a chance, is what you're saying. Maybe. Well, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned, but I feel like maybe the sales of the initial game should be the quote-unquote Kickstarter for the DLC. I mean, you know, kind of gauge actual audience retention and criticism. Interest. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, um, if you pay $20 for it, then you actually get the Possum Fire game, so there's that. But I don't think this is... I, I've just never heard of an instance where DLC is a Kickstarter, but I could be wrong. I mean, there's definitely never been a Kickstarter for DLC for a game that hasn't released yet. I guess for me, it's also like there are people out there who are that big of a fan of the series, of the game, that they're willing to plunk down, I think you said, what, $100? Um, yep. $100 for DLC content for the game that's not even out yet. So, like, they just, they, they, they're like, you know what? I love this so much. I know it's going to be good and I'm going to want more. Here's a hundred bucks. <laughs> well, I just can't fathom the, like, the mental process of, like, okay, I'll fund a DLC that doesn't exist and I'll pay probably, like, ten times the price of what the DLC would be when it comes out. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's a sound monetary investment. I mean, yeah, will they get their name in the, in the credits or something? Like, Will it be enshrined in Bubsy lore? So, if you pay $100, you do get a decent amount of stuff, I guess, if you're a really big Bubsy fan. Um, for one, yeah, you do get your name in the credits. Um, let's see. You get Pause on Fire for what seems like the Steam, or not the Steam, but Steam, PS4, and Switch. So, you get three of the same game, I guess pretty awesome um you get the soundtrack (laughs) what you get a map um that's digital and not physical but you also get the bit trip runner games you get bubsy the woolly strike back bubsy twofer and you get an email from bubsy himself what (laughs) what Holy shit, I gotta go lay down a hundred bucks, guys. <laughs> Look, I, I know there's a lot of gaming franchises out there that I've been sleeping on. You know, I mean, like, not many people know. Like, not many people sh- know. Not as much people as, you know, I don't even know how to say the sentence. The Tales of series is underrated. <laughs> a lot of people don't know it, and I get that. But am I sleeping on the Bubsy fandom? Like, is the Bubsy fandom a big thing that I just have lost? I think it's just a meme at this point. I think that's Sonic. It defines someone's childhood, apparently. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to judge you if you like Bubsy, but who likes Bubsy? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I wouldn't judge you, but I I will judge you if you pay $100 to get an email from a fictional cat thing. I feel like it's like the same thing if someone was like, hey, do you want like a new Gex enter the gecko thing? If you pay a hundred bucks, Gex himself will email you. I'd be like, shit, man, let's do it. Yeah, I'd be down for that, actually. (laughs) Gex, man, Gex is my hero. I got my, you know, little Gex shrine in my room. Did you pay a hundred bucks for it? 200. Oof. Jeez. Super fan. Heavy money right there. That was my childhood, man. Hey Jordan, what did you bring to the table? See, mine mine is one of those ones where it's not like I can't believe that's happening, but it's more like, wow, that's just sad. Um and so I wanted to mention it because it's one of those things where it's been happening for decades and I can't believe it's still trying to happen. But can you would you believe that uh, lawmakers in Pennsylvania and by the way, this is not going to be made political or anything, so we're not going to talk about the people doing it, just the actual news topic. 
But lawmakers in in Philadelphia want to uh, debate video game syntax, S-I-N space tax, uh, which uh, which translates to they want to add a tax on games that are violent because they blame them for school shootings and other violent kid stuff. And I'm just like, since I've been pulling heads off in Mortal Kombat, you've been telling me that these games are going to make me violent. And I'm just like, really? Like, you're going to tax violent games because you think it's going to make me violent? I'm just, I can't believe they're still doing that. Look, I I, yeah. st- I studied a lot of communication <laughs> theory in college, and to this day, there is still no causation. There's only correlation, and it's just like <sighs> the the news media I mean, I know, just loves to spin. I it. know it's smoke and mirrors, and it's like you know, again, not making this political or anything, but like you know, it's like we don't want to go the route of like guns or parents or whatever the other. Like, no, no, God forbid, you should look at the real causes, but yet blame violent video games. It's like, come on, like that's ridiculous. And then you're gonna tax it. Like that's not gonna stop anything. So, I'm pretty. Um well-researched on this issue mostly because um, I I don't know if I broke this story, but I did a story on it for another site, and it was probably my first really big article. And um, so a lot of people are interested in this just because um, I guess in terms of law, it can set precedent for uh, chain reaction, right? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And um, also, what I found interesting, and you know, we want to stay away from politics, but uh, it's a bipartisan th- bill, actually. Um, which I mean, normally you might associate with one party or another. A lot of times, this issue is bipartisan, but um, I mean, that just kind of adds into well, it could get passed if both sides agree on it, and basically what robert said i mean it's i mean not basically but it's a bunch of baloney in my opinion (laughs) so um yeah i'm actually surprised it's still going yeah yeah guys i've been playing violent video games for 30 years and i've never done anything violent to anybody i mean seriously Mm -hmm. see i think where it stems from i mean this goes all the way back to you know like columbine right like oh we found them playing Mortal Kombat so they wanted to do the same thing to real people and I I just I fail to understand how some people don't kind of turn the question around and think like well actually how many households have violent video games in them like look at the sales figures of all these violent video games right like like what was it uh the second Tomb Raider game uh the remake ones with Square Enix remember how that failed to sell to meet their like standards even though it sold like six million copies so you're telling me in six million homes all around the world there are people who have just been like sleep agented to be violent (laughs) and we haven't we haven't heard that story break yet like six million people suddenly started genocide all across the world like no no yeah and i mean it's like i can remember when the big uproar when when Mortal Kombat was coming to home videos and people, you know, first of all, Nintendo with the no blood thing, that's another issue. But like the the, the parent groups and, you know, the, they're all up in arms about how violent it was and people going to mimic it. It's like, I don't really think someone's going to mimic those moves. And, you know, as you go towards the, the shooter games, I just, it's like I said before, it's kind of like smoke and mirrors. It's distracting from 
the root cause of it. It's like, oh no, it's not the real things that are happening. It's it's violent video games. It's like, come on. Yeah. Also, like, are you telling me that these people have never seen a violent movie? Ever? Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what about a, all like the '80s and '90s action movies? No one ever said anything about that. Yeah. But like the body count the in those movies. Look, look, watch Commando. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's moments like these I have to commend Ed Boon because, like, you know, ever since Mortal Kombat, pretty much sparked the whole like ESRB is a thing now. Like, the games have been getting more and more violent. Like, he isn't even trying to like tame it a little bit like have you seen the new fatalities from mortal kombat 11 oh like oh they're gross oh they're fantastic they're ama- like oh, they're he hasn't tamed anything at all it's like oh yeah he's gonna peel your face and then hit the back of your skull and your brain's gonna fly out Capiche? <laughs> good all right <laughs> listen if ed boone isn't a serial killer then i'm pretty sure we're good yeah no, i really wonder where he comes up with this shit because like you know he seems well adjusted in interviews but like this is some twisted shit <laughs> That's his therapy. Mortal Kombat's his therapy. I bet they just sit around a room and they're just like, all right, what can we do that's just terrible? And they just (laughs) go around the room. God, I I love it, though. I just love how over-the-top insane and zany it is. And I think that's kind of a good barometer of where the games industry is in regards to the violent video games thing. Because I think if more publishers took that threat seriously, like, we wouldn't have Grand Theft Auto V the state it's in we wouldn't have red dead redemption 2 in the way it is you know like the Mm. games industry would clearly be backing off of violence but instead we have probably some of the most violent video games to ever exist or at least to like be graphically produced you know yeah have you guys seen resident i mean i know you've seen resident evil 2 mike that game takes score to the next level Mm. Does it really? Like, I, I haven't oh, really yeah. played a lot of it yet, but, like, I'm dying to get my hands on oh, it. Oh, my God. Well, first it's... off, the game is fantastic, but go ahead, Mike. Yeah, it gets really vicious in some scenes, like, Mortal Kombat kind of shit. Like, that's how crazy this game gets at times. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you played Resident Evil 7, same engine, so it looks great, and just as gory, if not more. You know, I mean, even take something as cartoony as Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, like that child rips the skeleton arms off of goblins and uses it as a weapon <laughs> against other goblins. Like, that's a pretty violent shit. Creatures run around screaming on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get pecked to death by a bunch of chickens. Or maybe I should just link the like the Dead Space death animations compilation because like that, oh those are great those are like on the level of Mortal Kombat. But, and it's, I forgot who said it, but you're totally right. Like, if you look at when Mortal Kombat first came out and the fatalities, those are so benign compared to what's today. And that's after all the systems are in place and after you know people complain after like so it's like it got so much more violent over the last twenty five years. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's at least one fatality in the first Mortal Kombat where someone does rip off someone else's arm and like beats them to death with it. I think that is that two. Is that Jax in number yeah, two? Yeah, I think so. Jax does that in Mortal Kombat too. So basically, what I'm saying is Link is Jax at this point. Like <laughs> that's that's where our violence barometer is. Well, I hope it doesn't pass this build. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, same. I I kind of feel that it won't just because. The people, the constituents for it are, I I imagine most of them are in the same boat as us, where it's like, who gives a shit? Pretty much, yeah. It's like, concentrate on what really matters and not this stupid shit. Yeah. 
Uh, Mike, do you have a story you want to share? Uh, I actually wanted to talk about a game that came out last week and that I was playing yesterday. Yeah? It's called Drawer Simulator. And the point <laughs> of the game what? is to open your kitchen drawer. You're joking. Uh, is that oh, the one... I'm not joking. Is that the one where you open different kitchen drawers across different Disney and Pixar universes? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's a, it's a spinoff. <laughs> okay, so tell me more yeah, about this whole, game. The is this a VR game? game Huh? Is it VR? No, it's a it's a um, browser game. Mm. Okay. And the whole point is you have a bunch of appliances in your drawer that are making it hard to open said drawer. And so you have to dr- jiggle the drawer around until you're able to fully open the drawer. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Does it get buck wild? Like, does it go places no one ever expects? I mean, it's at four different angles. So, I mean, mm. you know. Okay, I only is, expect is it just like... A video oh, yeah. game version of me trying to open up my drunk drawer, but there's like that one <laughs> tall thing that's preventing it from open, and I have Pretty to like put my, put my hands in and push down as I like open. Pretty much. I really want to play it. Same. It, it's weird games like this. That is, wait, hold on. Is it free? Is this a free drawer? Yeah, it, it's a free game. It's okay. Free game. It, it's games like this I, uh, that are wacky and free that make me so happy that i like video games as much as i do it reminds me <laughs> of this game i played i think a year ago now at this point it's called paperclip paperclip maker simulator or something like that oh man or universal paperclips that's the name of it and it's one of those clicker games where you're a sentient paperclip trying to make more paper or no you're a company you're like a robot ai trying to make more paperclips <laughs> by like harvesting the materials to make paperclips and paying people in paperclips to harvest more materials <laughs> but eventually you like brainwash humanity into like worshiping paperclips and then you cure cancer and then you explore space with a spaceship made of paperclips it's amazing oh my gosh why did i not know about this game <laughs> it's free you can just Google Universal Paperclips, or you can get it on your phone for like two or three bucks. You know, that kind of brings up the point that there are actually a lot of really entertaining, possibly stupid free games, but like you've got a whole bunch of garbage on Steam that are like watch paint dry simulator and mm. stuff, but <laughs> I mean, when when you listen to what you just said and it's free... That's the way that we should take gaming. I think this is the direction we need to go now. Yep, free games. We need more clips. more drawer simulators and paperclip uh, curing cancer games. You know, Mike, you should do a Friday freebie about the drawer game, so more people <laughs> Maybe. read about it on our wonderful site, gamelister.com. I think the world should know about this. Yeah. I mean, because let's be honest, right? I imagine I haven't played the game, but I imagine it captures that that unique intrinsically human thrill of, <laughs> of, of pulling a shelf closer to you and seeing items inside well that, you that know. visceral <laughs> so the, the visceral experience of getting pissed off because you can't open up the drawer yeah but once you open it it's so satisfying like, oh yeah you're just like oh, oh, oh the, str- the struggle is over I don't know about you guys, but I've gone through like hundreds of drawers in the past two years just because, you know, like once you open them up too much, they kind of wear out. You know, the railings kind of get a little rusty hundreds? and jagged. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesus. I, am I the only one that thinks it's that fun? Is it just me? Uh, <laughs> well, apparently I mean, not because they made a video game about it. I mean, so. uh, 
I mean, now you don't have to ruin any more drawers. You can do it digitally. Exactly. It's the video game that many people like me have needed. There are literally dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's way many than I thought there would be. <laughs> All right. I um I have a new story I wanted to share with you guys. And uh, this one, I mean, it's kind of a, it's like big news. Everyone knows about it, but I think it's, the merit of bringing it up kind of comes from the fact that no one would have expected this from a big AAA thing, but uh, Respawn and their game Apex Legends. You guys know about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was reading about that earlier. Yeah. So get this: a big AAA developer under a humongous AAA publisher released a free battle royale game out of nowhere, like. That's that's kind of unheard of in the AAA sphere, and it's actually good. Yeah, that's the best part. It's actually a good game. <laughs> what was the impetus of that? Like, what was their thought process? Uh, well, so they like months ago they hinted at the fact that they're not working on Titanfall three because everyone because you know it's respawn. Everyone's expecting them to work on Titanfall three, but they hinted at like we're working on something related, but it's not quite Titanfall three, and then they've been radio silent ever since because i'm pretty sure that happened even after vince or vince impella was like hey we're working on a star wars game we're gonna go radio silent about that game from now on but it's happening (laughs) and then um yeah then the titanfall 3 announcement or non-announcement and then this in february 2019 out of nowhere right um it's laden with microtransactions though because of course it is right and that's Mm. probably the reason it's coming out right boo yeah but i mean it's not terrible so you get loot boxes basically i mean they are loot boxes you get them from playing and everything's cosmetic um there's two so it's like hero based right so it's Mm. like call of duty's multiplayer there's two heroes that aren't unlocked yet but you can get them through playing the game it takes like 15 30 hours which is a lot but i mean or real money yeah mm-hmm. but i think the monetization is actually fair i mean they at least take the overwatch approach for the most part of um it's only visuals no uh in-game actual like help mm-hmm. i don't know i mean has has anyone else here played it besides austin i only read about it i didn't play it yeah i haven't taken a look at it yet so does the fact that it's free to play kind of make you a little more interested or are you still kind of like eh, it's a battle royale whatever oh no I'll, the, the free makes it taste so much better mm. like I would definitely try it I don't know me and battle royale don't get along too well see yeah. I'm I'm with Mike there I don't usually like battle royales and I especially hate having to rely on other people to do well but um, <laughs> like yeah I've gotten into some bad groups so far but I mean the game is so, really uh, fun um, see Here's my thinking. Oh, sorry, continue. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, sorry. I was just going to say, like, that's, like, just to sort of piggyback off that, like, there are a lot of games that, like, yeah, Battle Royals aren't necessarily my thing either, but, and I joke about the free thing, but free th- games, like, you know how, like, you know, the games for free on the Xbox Live or the free games on the PS, uh, what do they call it, the Play or whatever it's called, and, uh, games that I never would ordinarily buy or spend any money on are free, so it kind of gets me to sort of open up and try things I never would have before or like older games that like I maybe heard about that wasn't my thing and so that fact that this is free like a battle royale is not necessarily like in my wheelhouse but 
I would try it, and who knows? Like maybe I'd find I like certain games, uh, and then actually spend money on that genre in the future. Yeah, yeah, but I actually think that the future of battle royale kind of needs to be free to play, just because of like Fortnite right now is the king, and no matter how good your battle royale is, Activision, like when you when you say hey, there's a paywall of sixty dollars up front, it's like why do that when Fortnite clearly the best battle royale right now is free Mm -hmm. and i think that apex legends is and here's my my hot take it's going to be a big contender um against fortnite because there's a lot of other free battle royales but i don't think any of them compare to the quality so far that i played apex legends um pubg is like poop g basically now yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) i mean it sounds funny but it's just not it's not good it's not optimized um you got some hardcore people looking at it like playing it but it's just it doesn't seem to be doing very well so i think apex legends is definitely a good contender against fortnite but then again i also feel like fortnite's probably gonna be like world of warcraft you really can't topple it anymore but Mm -hmm. another but um it's very early in the you know in the battle royale life cycle so who's to say what will actually happen i think uh i think at first if it is successful if it continues to be successful i guess it might cannibalize the potential call of duty blackout market because i bet there are probably a lot of people who kind of like the way call of duty plays but they don't want to spend the money to like just play blackout and pretty much every moment i was playing with apex i was like this is basically call of duty blackout oh yeah so but free so i think it's going to cannibalize that market first if it retains its success i don't know for sure if it's going to continue on to be as big as PUBG was in the heyday or fortnite is now but i'd i'd like to hope so just because i want diversity in every genre i don't want fortnite to just rule everything and you know just that's it like if you're playing a battle royale it's fortnite that's all and i like respawn so i hope they do well what i'm scared about is what does this mean for the star wars game question mark (laughs) oh okay so um (laughs) they actually said that it's still coming out this year right but i mean but like look I, I, let's rewind the clock back to E3 2018, <laughs> right? Andrea Renee is just sitting in the crowd and somehow miraculously finds Vince Sampella sitting in the crowd with her in a totally non-staged interview. And she just assaults him with these questions of like, oh, you're making a new Star Wars game under EA. Tell us all about it. And he kind of is reluctantly like, yeah, it's called Jedi Fallen Order and it's after episode three and we don't have a single screenshot or logo to show you. Yeah, he looked a little assaulted or taken aback, didn't he? Yeah, and it's a been little s- violated. It's been seven months. We still haven't seen a thing, and they're allegedly coming out with it before 2019. If I had to bet, November 2019 to coincide with the uh, new Star Wars movie coming out this year, and like we haven't seen anything, and they've clearly been working on this pretty polished battle royale. So I don't know. Suspicious. Mm. I mean, is anyone here like even thinking about that 
Jedi Fallen Order game? Like, is anyone even like excited about it or anything? I'm not gonna lie, man. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even remember it until you just said something. I mean, it's there in the back of my mind, but until I actually see what it looks like, then yeah, because we know how all the other EA uh, Star Wars games have gone. Ugh. Yeah, it's hard to trust the EA with that license, man. It, I mean, because all it is, no, it's, a, it's just been loot box after loot box. It's just been like a horror, just like nightmare inducing. And like, I'm not even a big Star Wars fan in the first place, but just like, I can't help but sympathize with just like those people who love Star Wars, who were in the theaters day one, unfortunately, for episode one, two, and three. Like, like this is what their their beloved franchise has been reduced to. I Pretty. don't know what you're talking about. Unfortunately, okay. Yeah, seriously, uh, <laughs> episode one was a masterpiece. It's a great political uh, action, political drama, love and I, I cried twice. Um, oh yeah, betrayal. Oh yeah, and just like I I love the prequels for the memes. That's that's kind of where my love ends. Ah, <laughs> uh, Robert. One day you'll learn. <laughs> Eh. Do you have the high ground, Robert? I don't think I do, but also I don't care. You're and I know it's, it's treason then. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that about wraps us up here for Project Rusty. Does anyone have any final thoughts they want to share about the things we talked about today? Go play Draw Simulator. Mm. Um, make things more, the more violent, the better. Uh, do not back the Bubsy Kickstarter. I mean, unless you really like Bubsy, but still too uh, late. If, no, you're going no. to, if you're going to back it, have some pause first. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, a pun on the level of Bubsy. Um, I don't know, man. Go play Apex Legends. It's free. Like, what's stopping you? Check it out. And it's not bad. If, if you're okay with, like, online shooters. Uh, yeah, that about does it for us for Project Rusty today. Uh, Austin, where can we find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter at at Platysaur, P-A-L-T-Y-S-A-U-R. Um, that's all I really want you to see about me, so go there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that's all you'll really find on me because I don't do much on social media. Mm. And enjoy my stories. Right here on GameLuster.com. Uh, hey, Mike, what about you? You can find me at Zolo567 on Twitter. Um, yeah, I tweet whatever i find interesting and you know other stuff so you can follow me there jordan you have your moment now to plug whatever you want what would you like to say man so nervous but i'm i'm very creative with my twitter handle you can find me at jay zolan uh on the twitters uh where i tweet about uh things to be tweeted about i gotta follow you right now (laughs) (laughs) and uh you can find me at panoptimist p-i-n-o-p-t-i-m-i-s-t and kind of all over at this place uh so that does it for us for project rusty today tune in next week for another great episode and until then we'll see you later bye